read through some of the kalam and try and explain it this kalam of hazrat abdullah is filled with the mohabbat of allah taala this is what this kalam is all about it's not just poetry not just rhyming some things it is the the condition of the heart that has been presented in fact hazrat street himself mentioned that there were many many times when this poetry was not something that he had tried to think about that he sat down to start uh, putting the words into place he woke up from a deep sleep in the middle of the night and then just took pen and paper and started writing it down many many times that is how it was so all these couplets here all filled with the same message and lesson so that is the purpose of discussing it because it's a waz it's a nasihat it's waz in poetic form nothing else but a waz and a nasihat so there's one kalam here the title that has been given to it is mere tufano mein bhi sahil rahe kya allah even in all my challenges that i meet in other words the storms the word that is used as the storms and in all my storms also i should find the shore i should be on the shore one is the storm now in the middle of the ocean so now in the middle of the ocean the storm can be very dangerous because then if that storm over comes that ship it sinks but on the uh, shore it's relatively much much safer that a person can still find some place to just weather the storm and wait for it to pass but in the middle of the ocean it's another whole issue there so this is a the message here that ya allah even in my storms if it's like in the middle of the ocean but give me the shore right there this is a another couplet which is not here another couplet of hazards it says that dushmano ko aise aabo gil diya aur doston ko apna dard e dil diya allah taala's nizam dushmano ko aise aabo gil diya that his enemies he gave them all the fun and enjoyment of dunya the glitter and glamour of dunya and it seems like they having a great time so this allah taala gave to his enemies and apne dosto dosto ko apna dard e dil diya those are the friends of allah taala he gave them the dard e dil dard e dil referring to his mohabbat referring to his love so now the enemies they seem to be having a great time in the comforts and luxuries of dunya and having having all whatever they have desire in dunya but the friends of allah taala allah taala bless them with this dard e dil but now despite the seemingly being that the people with that all the glitter and glamour of dunya seeming to be in a very great time but the reality the reality is very different the next couplet now outlines the reality what is the reality what actually goes on उनको साहिल पे भी तुफाहिल पे भी हमको तूफानों में भी साहिल दिया वर्ल्ड बट उनको साहिल पे भी तुफानी मिली ऑन द शो ऑल्सो दे वे बैटेड विद ऑल द स्टॉम्स ऑल एज इफ एज इफ एज इफ द्यूज वेव आर हिटिंग दम ऑन द शो सो वन इज द एपियरेंस ऑन आउटसाइड बट द रियलिटी is not what it always appears to be a very very different reality one person 
mentioned about someone that they post everything about themselves on one of the social media platforms, Instagram or something. So every now and then, that person is flying around here, there, wherever. And those who are looking at that, looking at that all the time, looking at that all the time, they are getting depressed because they are feeling left out. Says, but he is personally aware that that person's life is in such a turmoil that the person is like suicidal. So now all this is just a facade, it's just one deception that this is how life is carrying on, it you know, can't be better and so on. But behind that, if the person is not connected to Allah Ta'ala, that heart can never be in peace, that heart can never be in a state of tranquility. So, it says, Unku sahil pe bhi tuhyani mili. Or humku tufano pe bhi sahil diya. And the Ahlullah, those who Allah Ta'ala is blessed with his muhabbat, they also are in dunya. So, dunya is dunya. Dunya has its challenges. But in the midst of that tufan, in the midst of that challenges, they are still given the security of the shaw. In other words, they get the peace and comfort of the heart, even in the midst of the challenges. They get the tranquility of the heart even in the midst of the challenges. Because the heart is connected to Allah Ta'ala. So the heart is connected to Allah Ta'ala. A person is, for example, in a very, very anxious state. Anxious state. Why he's anxious? Because now, now he's under some kind of fear that he's going to be attacked. So now he gets a call from someone who is very well connected and very much... Uh, security and connected with the police and connected, he said, oh yeah, I got it all sorted out. No attack, nobody's going to attack you. So now when he heard, he's linked up there with the person who seems to have all the contacts and got the security in place, so suddenly all his fear is gone. Whereas that could still not be a means of saving him, but he just feels connected somewhere that appears to be a means of security for him, all his fear, everything disappears. Now this is little bit of some makhluk, gives us some words which he may not even be able to fulfill one part of it too. So when a person is connected to Allah Ta'ala, so that peace, that security, that comfort, that will be experienced even in the midst of the challenges. Dunya is dunya. Human nature, the physical pain, etc. will be part of insan, but his heart will be with Allah Ta'ala. That is what is being expressed in that couplet. So here Hazrat says, Allah, this benefit of this Dil should be encompassing me in such a way that even in all the tufan, all the storms, I still get the benefit of being on the shore. Still have that security, that peace of being on the shore. So it's not that you can expect no tofan, no storm. Now at this point in time, almost the whole world is in a storm. So there's so many challenges, people in different ways are experiencing challenges, some more, some less. But if a person is not connected to Allah Ta'ala, he can lose his mind. He can become completely overcome and overwhelmed with the halat and the conditions that come around. But if he's connected to Allah Ta'ala, being human, there's a degree of some concern, some anxiety sometimes. But the balm of that muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala then overcomes it. Like that pain, there's a balm that comes over it, then that pain is not felt. That wound is there, but that pain is masked. So the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala, person is connected to Allah Ta'ala, he's also insan, he also feels fear. He feels pain, he feels anxiety, he's insan, but then that comes away. Then he connects, he reaffirms his connection with Allah Ta'ala, turns to Allah Ta'ala in dua, cries to Allah Ta'ala, and feels comforted. So this is the aspect that is being asked here. Those who have remained deprived of darde dil, deprived of the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala, Unke abo gil, bas abo gil rahe. Abo gil refers to the body. Ab is water, gil, sand. So this body is water and sand really. 
So if the person is deprived of darde dil, then his body is just water and sand, nothing else. But if he got this darde dil, this is no more just water and sand. This is now really elevated to another level. This has now become valuable. This has really become something extremely precious. So this is the point being stated here. That those who have remained mahroom and deprived of this darde dil. So the message here is to now work towards acquiring it. Because otherwise, then what is the worth of this insan? If he did not connect himself to Allah Ta'ala, he did not become the friend of Allah Ta'ala, then he lost out, he really lost out. This is a real loss. Baaz nada umar bar qail rahe, faida kya jab na wo ghail rahe. See, some uh, people who were not really acquainted and didn't know better, the whole life they just remain talking words. But what benefit is that going to help be if that didn't become the condition of a person? So they're talking about things, talking about the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala, talking about deen, talking about now you need to become obedient to Allah Ta'ala. But we didn't make that the condition of our heart and life. So then the person is not going to get, gain that benefit. This has to become the condition of his heart, the condition of his life. He has to love this. جو بھی اہل اللہ سے تھے بدگماں عمر بر نا بالغ منزل رہے In every era and time you get this kind of thing happening as well that there will be those who have some negative thoughts and negative ideas about the pious servants of Allah Ta'ala these people are wasting time and there's so many important things to do in life and they got nothing better to do so ever since the mashayikh اہل اللہ have been subjected to this kind of thing. Let's say that those who have gone down that path, jo bi ahlullah se the badguma, umar bar na baligh manzil rahe. They all life came out, they didn't reach the destination that should have been reached. The tragedy is that when a person takes some path of uh, criticism, asism and finding fault and with the people of deen, so then he starts actually going deeper and deeper into it and feels he's doing something great. That becomes the azab itself. One is a person, some difficulty comes upon him. The difficulty can be in the form of an azab. But that jolted him and made him take a U-turn and come back to Allah Ta'ala. So that might have been apparently an azab, but it became a rahmat for him. So outwardly there's an azab. But it became a good source of good for him. It became a rahmat for him because it brought him back to Allah Ta'ala. It made him take a U-turn. So though that might have been apparently a very severe thing. Some calamity befall, befell him, something, whatever, became... Life became very difficult. Things became very hard. There were many other challenges that came. So outwardly that was a very severe thing. But as a, with the, in light of the end result, what it made him do and turn to get back to Allah Ta'ala, that was entirely a rahmat. But sometimes, outwardly everything seems fine. And the person now gets caught up in some thing that becomes a source of his deprivation from deen. But now because outwardly in terms of dunya, everything seems to be going very well. So he thinks he is going, everything he is doing is right. So he starts getting deeper into that that is a far more severe azab. That is an entirely an azab. Something that distances a person from deen, from the people of deen, from the efforts of deen. That is indeed a total azab. So, that is what is being warned against. That this should never ever be the case sometimes. And never ever to make comparisons. That's not our job. That's not our job to make comparisons with anyone. A person where he has his munasabat, he has his compatibility, he should take his direction and carry on. Not to, we are not in any position to start judging others of who's where and that's not our job and neither to make any comparisons. 
in that comparisons we will do harm to nobody but ourselves. No benefit to anyone and harm to no one else but ourselves. That has never ever benefited anyone. So, this is why in the line of suluk and tasawuf, a very very important aspect is the munasabat. Because without that munasabat, they will constantly be, it will start off with doubts, then atiraz, objections. And when that starts, then that is the start of the downfall. Now that is not because there is necessarily some problem on the other end, that is our own lack of munasabat. With the lack of munasabat, the person sees everything hazy now. Everything you see in a 50-50, depending how much of, depending how much of munasabat is lacking and how much is there now, it's all half and half. So now he sees things in a different light. He starts taking it in a different angle. And now he starts objecting. The harm is only his own, nobody else's. Not going to harm anybody else. So that should never ever be done. Further it says, Ilm ka pindar jin ke dil mein tha, ho ke kabil bhi wo na kabil rahe. See sometimes, due to ilm, if the person becomes proud, that I have a lot of ilm, but he's not prepared to humble himself in front of some Allah wala, and he is just only proud of the ilm, then though he was kabil, his whole life will remain na kabil. Kabil ho ke bhi na kabil rahe. In other words, the essence of ilm, what way it should take him, that essence of ilm, that will be lost. Words will get left. He'll be able to quote references. He'll have a lot of the theory. But the essence of it will be lost. The essence of it will never reach. And where that essence of ilm is meant to take him, innama yakshallaha min ibadihi ulama that will be out of his reach. So, ilm is extremely necessary, extremely important, but with that ilm is the aspect of this connection with Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. This is then what makes that ilm really shine. Damane rehbar tha jin ke haath mein bas wo reheru faize manzil rahe. It says that that person who held on to a guide, then he, that such a traveler, reached his destination. Now, if a path has not been walked before, so a person doesn't know how many turns are coming here, where, what's going on, which part of the terrain is a little rocky, or some way it's slippery, or some way it's more fine, because he's never walked that path before, his first time he's going on that terrain. So now he, it's an unknown terrain. Now, without a guide, He's going to now be guessing. He's going to be taking chances. And this taking chances can be dangerous. He'll take a chance sometimes that I think this is the right thing to do. And that might not be the right thing to do. This is the right direction to take now. And that might not be the direction to take. So the person who tries to travel the path without a guide, then he's in a very dangerous zone. The person who has a guide, then such a traveler reaches his destination safely. Umar bhar pite rahe jo khune dil, rahe ulfat mein wohi kamil rahe. Umar bhar pite rahe jo khune dil, rahe ulfat mein wohi kamil rahe. Rahe ulfat is this path of gaining the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala. The person who is trying to traverse this path of gaining the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala, the one who his whole life went in this manner, that he continued drinking the blood of his heart. Now this is the literal translation, drinking the blood of his heart. What it means is, that he continued breaking his heart whenever the temptations, whenever the distractions of shaitan and nafs came. So those temptations were trampled, this broke his heart. His heart was bleeding out of this mujahada that he kept on making against that nafs, against the shaitani temptations. So now this blood that is flowing out of his heart, there is no physical blood there, 
but this blood of the emotions, this blood of all the temptations. So now, this is what he so to say drinking up within himself. So the one who his whole life will continue drinking this blood of the heart, meaning he's accepting that pain on his heart, but not allowing the command of Allah Ta'ala to break. He's accepting that his heart will break, let it break. But don't break the command of Allah Ta'ala. So the one who continues in this manner his whole life, he will become kamil in this path of gaining the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala. Otherwise, it might be somewhere, don't know where really, but to become kamil, the whole life will have to carry on like this. The whole life you will have to, there are various ways and ways in Hazrat Kalam that you express the same thing, khune tamanna, khune dil, khune tamanna, same thing. All these haram desires, so so to say, slaughtering these haram desires. Hazrat used to keep explaining this in many, many different ways. You say the sun, when the sun is about to rise, so until first the horizon hasn't become totally red, the sun doesn't rise. It's only after the whole horizon becomes red, then the sun rises. Now somebody will say there is a cloudy, I didn't see this. But that's obviously this poetic explanation. So, what happens first is that as if the sun refuses to rise till the horizon first turns red. But when the horizon has turned red, this is a sign now that the sun is going to rise. So likewise, as explained, the person who makes the horizon of his heart completely red with the blood of the desires, with the blood of the haram desires, that every time he was tempted to haram, he slaughtered that. So now as a result, the whole horizon of the heart has been totally reddened. When this becomes the condition of the heart, this is a sign now that the sun of Marifat is going to rise in this heart. The sun of Marifat will rise, after that horizon has first been reddened with the blood of those desires. So now the person wants to gain the marifat of Allah Ta'ala, gain the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala, but he wants to also continue side by side with some other things which are not in order. He'll make his salah also, but then he wants to watch something on the side as well. And then he'll be making his zikr and tilawat too, but then he wants to listen to some things also. And he wants to do some other good work as well. And then he wants to also go other places too, where there's all kinds of fitna. So now this things don't work hand in hand. There isn't any kind of partnership here. There isn't any kind of compromise in this that or you will still get there, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, everything will balance out somewhere. No, no. Allah Ta'ala is pure. Allah Ta'ala accepts purity. So now the person wants that sun of Marifat to rise in his heart. So now he's going to have to first redden the horizon. How that horizon is going to get reddened? By the blood of those desires haram desires, repeatedly, that's the mujahada. That's the mujahada that takes a person forward. The mujahada of restraining one haram glance. Now he was tempted to look in some direction, some moment, whatever, and that temptation was very strong. And at that time, he felt as if, if he's not going to commit that haram glance, not going to look in that direction, and give his heart that enjoyment of that haram glance, his heart will break. That's what it appears to him. He says, come what may, if that heart breaks, let it break, but I'm not going to do this. And he makes that mujahada. That mujahada, to restrain that one glance, the noor that comes as a result of that mujahada, is far beyond all the nawafil that he could perform. Not that that should be neglected, that is also very important, but the noor that comes in the mujahada from staying away from the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala, that is faraz. This is nafil. So nafil is nafil and very great, but the nafil cannot compare to the rank of faraz. And staying away from haram is faraz. Just as it's faraz to perform farsalah, it's faraz to save from haram. So the noor that comes as a result of that mujahada is far beyond all the noor of the nawafil. The nawafil must be continued as well. This is the path to gaining that closeness to Allah Ta'ala. As discussed yesterday, that وَمَا زَالَ عَبْدِي يَتَقَرَّبُ إِلَيَّ بِالنَّوَافِلِ حَتَّى أَحْبَبْتُهُ Allah Ta'ala says in the Hadith Qudsi, My servant continues after the faraiz, continues increasing his nawafil and doing more and more righteous acts. Nawafil is not confined to only nafil salah, any righteous act, all put together. 
All this he continues increasing, increasing until I love him. He becomes my beloved. When I become his beloved, when he becomes my beloved, then I become the eyes with which he sees. I become the ears with which he hears. I become the hands with which he holds. I become the feet with which he walks. This was partly discussed yesterday and got left somewhere in between in the discussion. That Allah Ta'ala then says that Kuntu I become his ears with which he hears. And his eyes with which he sees. His hands with which he holds. His feet with which he walks. What does this mean? Allah Ta'ala is saying I become his eyes, his ears. Allah Ta'ala is free of any resemblance to the creation. What it refers to is that he becomes so immersed in the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala that he cannot tolerate looking at anything that Allah Ta'ala is displeased with. His eyes will not be able to tolerate that. Like Sometimes a person's system is very very sensitive to certain foods. Now some people have this sensitivity to certain things. As soon as something of that nature went down, immediately it will come out. He will bring it up. It will just never, never settle in that stomach. That some people become sensitive to certain things. So as soon as now they didn't even realize some ingredient is there of that was in that food, as soon as it goes in, they just bring it up involuntarily. So likewise, when this person has fulfilled the faraiz of Allah wa ta'ala, and he has made mujahada in the nawafil as well, and obviously the faraiz includes staying away from haram. So then this becomes, becomes, becomes his condition eventually, that his heart, his mind, his hands, his feet, his eyes, his ears, his tongue, it will not tolerate anything that Allah Ta'ala is displeased with. It won't be able to come out of it. That, that word will get stuck in his mouth. Which Allah Ta'ala is displeased with. Was coming out, it will get stuck there. He'll feel a very severe uh, difficulty in, trying, in, in hearing something that Allah Ta'ala is, has forbidden. Like a person looks at something that creates nausea. It's nausea. It's nausea. Some filth, dirt. Person just by chance he looked in a direction and saw something, dog lying dead there, has already started uh, decaying. And now, in that one moment, he just happened to pass and looked, and and whole tabiat changes. Starts starts feeling nauseous. He wants to bring up. That will be the situation if he is now suddenly tempted towards haram. Now this will become his condition. And when that becomes his condition, Allah Ta'ala says that now this person who has reached this maqam of mahboobiyat, one is the maqam of the muhib. He has become mahboob. When he reaches this maqam of mahboobiyat, وَلَا إِنْ سَأَلَنِي لَأُعْتِيَنَّهُ Now when this has come the case, Allah Ta'ala says, when he asks me, I'll give him. Whatever he asks, I'll grant it to him. He seeks my refuge, I'll grant it to him. Because he's asking from the maqam of mahbubiyat. So, this becomes the condition of the person then. That now he becomes the beloved of Allah. But when this comes, in this path of getting there, there's this constant khune tamanna, this khune dil, this constant sacrificing and slaughtering of these desires, haram, temptations, the haram inclinations of the heart. That's part of life that these wasavis will happen. Because that's shaitan's job. Shaitan has got no other job but to keep whispering those waswasas. So that waswasa coming is not in a person's control and neither is he accountable for it. Because that's not in his control, so how is he going to be accountable for it? So the waswasa coming in his heart is neither going to harm him in any way because it's not in his control and neither is he accountable for it. But what he does thereafter, after that Vaswasa came into his heart, did he accommodate it? Did he then give it space and let it run and start getting deeper into it? Then now that is voluntary. That now depends on how far it will go. It will start affecting and impacting on his heart in any case. 
Because now he's deliberately engaging his heart in Ghayrullah. So the heart won't be both attached to Allah Ta'ala and attached to Ghayrullah at the same time. It's either Yar or Aghyar. Ghayr. Now he's gone into Aghyar. So Yar, he detached himself. So though it might seem that this is not yet gone to the extent where the various levels of intention are described in the discussion of the Hadith Sharif, Man hamma bi hasanatin, ham and azam, etc. Hadithun nafs. So sometimes it might not have reached that level of ham, where a person, if it is a sinful thought, now it's going to be, or it comes beyond that, to the level of azam, so now he'll get recorded as a sin. Even the thought will get recorded as a sin. Unless he, of his own accord, then now made toba from that. So sometimes he may not have reached there. But the fact is that in this interim period, the heart is engaged deliberately in Ghayrullah. So now if a person engages his heart in just layani, deliberately engages his heart in layani, that too brings a degree of zulmat. It might not have been a sin, but now it's just futile and for just thinking of the old. So that, because layani is related to zulmat, it's not related to nur. Min husni islam il mar'i tarkuhu ma layani. The beauty of a person's deen and Islam is that he forsakes what's layani. So layani is on the other side of the fence. Though not necessarily sinful. So when that too brings a degree of zulmat. So now he's engaging his mind in haram thoughts deliberately. So even if that, that particular action might not itself have reached the level of a sin, but it's nevertheless engaging the heart and mind in ghayrullah at a very high level of ghayr. And the extent of zulmat that will come as a result of this is obviously going to be very high. The heart is going to get engulfed in zulmat. That then opens the door to getting to the point of masiyat. Because darkness then attracts more darkness. Like attracts like. So now then the heart gets more deeper into that and the heart is king. When the heart gets caught up in that zulmat, then the heart starts dragging the limbs into that direction also. So the whole life, this will be an ongoing struggle. This is mujahada. Mujahada is a struggle. The ongoing struggle against this nafs. To make that mujahada against it, to keep slaughtering these haram desires. Rahe haq mein go bala aati rahi, mere naale hasile manzil rahe. It says that though in the path of haq, in the path of getting to Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala, there were many, or sometimes many challenges would come, but Ya Allah, my du'as, they would make it that they take me to the essence of the destination. The essence of the destination is to connect with Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. So through the du'as, through crying to Allah ta'ala, one will be connected to Allah ta'ala. Mera jo gham dafi'e ghaflat hua, aap ke gham mein wo gham shamil rahe. Allah, that grief which becomes a, mean, becomes a means of removing this ghaflat from me. Allah, that's the gham, meaning your muhabbat, include this in that. Daastane dard e akhtar suno, kis tarah dunya mein ahle dil rahe. says, listen to this entire account. This is how a person has to, person has to live in dunya as being an ahle dil. This is how the, how the ahle dil live. Ahle dil literally translated means people of hearts. Every human being has a heart. Every animal has a heart also. But that heart which is devoid of Allah Ta'ala's love is not worthy of being called a heart. That heart which is filled with Allah Ta'ala's muhabbat, that is a heart. So the Ahle Dil are called Ahle Dil because their hearts are worthwhile. Their hearts are truly deserving of being called hearts. And otherwise it's just Abogil. It's just sand and water. Allah Ta'ala give us a tawfiq. Allah Ta'ala bless us with His Muhabbad and Allah Ta'ala make us among those who reach the destination with afiyat. Akhiru da'wana anil hamdulillahi rabbil
ربنا ولا تحمل علينا اسرا كما حملته على الذين من قبلنا ربنا ولا تحملنا ما لا طاقه لنا به واعف عنا واغفر لنا وارحمنا انت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين اللهم انك عفو كريم تحب العفو فاعف عنا يا كريم اللهم انك عفو كريم تحب العفو فاعف عنا يا كريم اللهم انك عفو كريم تحب العفو فاعف عنا يا كريم ربنا لا تزغ قلوبنا ربنا لا تزغ لا تزغ قلوبنا بعد اذ هديتنا وهب لنا من لدنك رحمه انك انت الوهاب ربنا انك جامع الناس اليوم لا ريب فيه ان الله لا يخلف الميعاد اله العالمين يا الله موس مرسيفول موس غريشس موس كايند موس لافيك الله اله العالمين يا الله فوجيف اس يا الله فوجيف اول او بيجيد مايدس يا الله اله العالمين يا الله وي ار ديسبيريتلي نيد اوف يور مغفرت يا الله الله فوجيف اس يا الله فوجيف اور فاميليز يا الله فوجيف اور فريندز اند ريليتيفز يا الله فوجيف ذا انتاير امه اوف رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم اله العالمين يا الله فوجيف ذا امه يا الله فوجيف ذا امه يا الله فوجيف ذا امه يا الله شهدان ومغفرة الأمة الله اللهم اغفر لنا وللمؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات الأحياء منهم والأموات إنك سميع قريب مجيب الدعوات إله العالمين يا الله بلو دو وينز اوف هداية يا الله إله العالمين يا الله جراند أسد ذا انتاير أمة التوفيق اوف دوز أعمال ذا بينج داون يور رحمة يا الله Save us in the entire ummah from such a'mal that bring down azaab, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, with our own a'mal, with our own doings, we have brought about conditions upon us, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah, out of your grace and mercy, forgive us, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah, change the conditions to favorable conditions, ya Allah. Remove all the, remove all the difficulties and hardships, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah, remove the difficulties of dunya, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah, grant us the greatest... Ya Allah benefit and bounty ya Allah ilahul alamin all the restrictions that have come onto our institutions of deen ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah restriction into the house of Allah your house ya Allah our restriction into the masajid and your houses ya Allah ilahul alamin remove all these restrictions ya Allah open out the doors of your masajid for us ya Allah open out the madaris and makatib ya Allah open out the khanqas ya Allah enable the work of da'wah and tabligh to flourish again ya Allah ilahul alamin enable all the organizations of deen and the efforts of deen to take place correctly ya allah enable it to flourish more than previously ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah out of your grace and mercy ya allah ilahul alamin grant allah tarqi in every department of deen ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah you guide us ya allah you assist us ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah ya allah everything is in your control ya allah ilahul alamin grant us the true tawakkul ya allah grant us the true tawakkul ya allah grant us inabat ya allah grant us ruju ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah despite all these conditions ya allah our hearts are still so filled with ghaflat ya allah we are still so heedless ya allah despite whatever halat we are facing ya allah and despite what we are witnessing around us ya allah that we could never have dreamt of such things ya allah but yet we are so heedless ya allah we are still so much in ghaflat ya allah we have still forgotten you ya allah we are still going about our lives in a way that as if nothing happened ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah you save us from the azab ya allah you protect us from azab ya allah you fill our hearts with your mohabbat ya allah fill our hearts with zikr ya allah change the ghaflat into zikr ya allah change the ghaflat into zikr ya allah change the ghafil heart into zakir ya allah ilahul alamin make it zakir and shakir ya allah make it filled with your remembrance ya allah make it filled with your obedience ya allah make it humble before you ya allah fill it with khashiyat ya allah fill it with inabat ya allah fill it with ruju ila allah ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah make us your obedient and loyal servants ya allah ilahul alamin save us from all the fitna and fasad ya allah and we make sincere toba from all the sins we have committed ya allah ilahul alamin we regret what we have done ya allah we are firmly ya allah resolving not to go back to it in future ya allah ilahul alamin accept this toba ya allah accept this toba ya allah accept this toba ya allah ilahul alamin make it tawbah and nasuh ya allah grant us istiqamah on this toba ya allah Save us of everything you are displeased with, Ya Allah. Grant us a topic of what you are pleased with, Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, Ya Allah. All those are sick of them, shifai kamila, ajila, mustamirra, daima. Ya Allah, remove every trace of their ailments, Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, those are in hospitals, Ya Allah. Make it easy for them, Ya Allah. And grant them complete shifai and afiyat, Ya Allah. And enable, to get, enable them to get back to their homes with shifai and afiyat very soon, Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, Ya Allah. Protect us from all the difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, Ya Allah. Those in any financial difficulties, remove it. Afiyat ya Allah, grant barakat in each one's risk ya Allah, 
محمد الرسول اللہ اللہ ٹھیک ہے سن ایمان کامل یا اللہ ٹھیک ہے سن توبت نسوح یا اللہ ٹھیک ہے سن ٹائم دیٹ یو آر پلیز ود اس یو آر پلیز ود یو یا اللہ اللہ بیک او قبر گارڈنز اور جنت فوش یا اللہ گرانڈ سے شفاعت اف رسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم الہ العالمین یا اللہ اللہ گیو اس دی واٹر اف کوسر فرام ہز مبارک ہینڈ یا اللہ گرانڈ اس جنت الفردوس وداؤٹ اینی ریکننگ یا اللہ الہ العالمین یا اللہ ان دس مبارک منت یا اللہ وڈیور اعمال ود ان یا اللہ الہ العالمین نتھنگ از ورتھی اف پریزنٹنگ ٹو یو اؤٹ اف your grace accept it ya allah out of your grace and mercy accept it ya allah ilahu alamin make it a means of getting close to you ya allah make it a means of our najat ya allah ilahu alamin ya allah tell all those who asked us to make dua for them all who have raised their hands to this dua allah you remove each one's difficulties and hardships ya allah fulfill each one's fulfill each one's joys needs from the ghayb ya allah fulfill each fulfill each one's pious aspirations ya allah ya allah ya allah ilahu alamin ya allah grant the best of dunya and akhirah to each one ya allah ilahu alamin most of all ya allah you make us yours ya allah you become ours ya allah you make us yours and become ours ya allah allahumma inna nas'aluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم انت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوه الا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد واله وصحبه اجمعين الحمد لله